Hey, today is February 14th. It's Valentine's Day. Welcome to the Tea in the Porch podcast with Mike here. That song I was playing was um, a song I wrote about love. So it's a beautiful little song. I think what I'll do next time is put this away. I think what I'll do next time is I will um, I'll go over the lyrics of that song. It's a beautiful song um, that opens love. That's all I can say. I wrote it for someone really special and it's um, it was fun writing it, fun playing it. And the lyrics are really beautiful and deep. Uh, they're, they're just amazing. So today is Valentine's Day. So I don't know. We'll do a little bit about love. I've got some um, poetry here today for you from Shakespeare and some poetry from Walt Whitman. So we'll take we'll take a look at that. And uh, so let's start with you. How are you? How was your week? How how is life? How are things coming along? Are you still? Do you find yourself trying to? get to some place, trying to control things to get to another place. Is that the way you're living life? You're here and you will be good once you get to all these things. Are you doing that or are you living life as a knowing that says, okay, everything is done. I'm complete. Now I can just play. Are you living life as if you're done your work day and every day is Saturday night? And you're just out playing. And whatever happens, happens. Um, there's a difference between those two. So if you find yourself still trying to get things done. Now I know there's, there's things that are not fun in this world. Things that you have to do. But still the thing that's interesting is you might find that even when you're doing them, there's still no one doing them. So, for instance, um, I don't know, you, you, you go cut the grass or something, and while you're doing it, you're like, oh, my God, I'm cutting the grass. This is taking forever. But then if you look back at all the times you've cut grass, it just kind of happens. So try to look at things that way a little bit. Start noticing what's happening without you trying and what's actually taking place. That guitar I just played, fingers are moving. Yeah, beautiful. I'm going to do another show on uh, the 432 pitch tuning, and I'll play both guitars. I retuned my guitars to 432 a while ago, and that's a way of, of down-tuning them a little bit. And as you down-tune them, you end up getting a really richer, fuller sound. And this sound offers... It, it, it allows the music to come out across the room and fill up from the bottom up versus... 
the standard tuning, the music drops straight out and comes down. It, the standard tuning is like the music just attacks like a laser beam shooting across the sky. It goes right to the mind. 432, that, that just opens up the music so it's more full. It just comes out. I tested it on dementia patients and got great results. So, how is your week? It, has, it been, has it been busy with you trying to get everything done? Have you noticed uh, traffic patterns? People are pretty angry out there. They're, um, I had someone yesterday. There's a hill that I come down when I come home. And on the other side of that hill, the police always sit there constantly. So I make sure I do exact speed limit as I'm coming down that hill. And this gentleman was behind me in this car. And he was riding my bumper, riding my bumper. And finally he went flying around me. And he gave me the finger as he passed me. And then he shot ahead. And um, then we got to the next light and I was right behind him. So he was pretty angry. Pretty angry as, as most people seem to be driving in a pretty mad way. Um, so when that happens, I think the best thing to do is just you let them go. And you realize, well, they're doing what they're doing. And at one point, that was a vibration, a place that was appearing through you. It can also be looked at as that is your vibration appearing as that also. So you can look at it both ways. You can look at that guy and say, well, that's actually me. And that's another version of me. Um, you can look at everyone that way and say that's another version of me. And that's kind of beautiful also. So my week has been filled with music, doing lots of gigs, playing at different places. This morning I went all the way down to Columbia and I played uh, flutes and did a little drum circle for about 15 people. And it was really interesting because I, I did the flutes and I was taking them. We took them. I took them on a trip up this little canyon um, and we sat by an oak tree and the adventure was we were looking for love, looking for love on Valentine's Day. Wah, 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 wah. So we, we ended up finding love within the grace and beauty of the tree. And um, we, I finished that, and then I pulled out my guitar, and I played about, I don't know, 15 songs for them. And while I was playing, I just looked around the room and... 90% of them were asleep um, or just spaced out looking at the ceiling. A couple of them were kind of watching me. One lady came in and announced that she needs to eat her food in front of everybody. I thought that was funny. It was right in the middle of a very beautiful flute solo and she just pulls out this sandwich and just says, I need to eat. If anybody's wondering what I'm doing, I'm eating. <laughs> she didn't even hear the flute. Um... I thought that was interesting. There's a part of you that wants to say, what the hell are you doing? But I didn't. I, I didn't. Um, I just let her eat her food, and later on, her and I had a good talk. She did pick up on some of the things. So when I was done this, this little presentation, I really thought, wow, nobody's paying attention, or nobody even seemed to care if I was there today. Um, so... Then when I was done, I had three or four individuals come up and say, that was so great. I loved it. I loved it. 
I loved all the country stuff you did. It reminded me of Texas. Um, I loved, it reminded me of the two-step dances I've seen. And they said they liked the flute. So it was, it was interesting. Sometimes we expect to see things a certain way from people because that validates love. That validates what love is. And it doesn't always happen that way. You have to realize that you're seeing everything is a presence as you appearing as everything. So that these are all the different variations of it. Um, so this happens in relationships too. You have a relationship and and you say, well, I, I told that person, I told him I loved him and he didn't say it back. Well, it doesn't mean he doesn't. It doesn't mean he doesn't feel it. He does feel it because he's you. It is felt there. But a lot of people don't express the same way all the time. They don't always express. Does that make sense? I think that does. So I want to get to some poems here. Let's take a look at some. These are some really pretty poems. Oh, the rest of my week was I did the um, I did the presentation on Friday night up at New Visions Bookstore. It was Saint Francis of Assisi poem, and I enjoyed it. Uh, we had a lot of interest there. There was a good amount of people. I had. Um, I had a good group there to listen, to listen to it. I think they really got into it. Next time I want to do more of a discussion because I want to hear from people more. I want to hear what, what you're picking up, what's not making sense, what is making sense, what do you have you discovered. We all learn from each other. Just because I'm speaking doesn't mean I know anything. And there's other things out there that you can uh, share with me. Words is what I'm looking for, different words to describe something that's undescribable, this, this place that I'm living in, this place that is just a, a, it's just a silent whisper always there, a silent whisper always there, it's beautiful. And, and uh, how do I explain it to people? So I try to do it in this podcast, which is mm, my only way right now. Some writings here and there. So I did the presentation, and I met a lot of interesting people. And the presentation went through the St. Francis of Assisi poem, line by line, opened up different things. The main thing that the, the poem did was it really helped people look at, look at someone who really you don't like at all. Someone you go, oh my gosh, that person grates my nerves. And in the presentation we did... Um, uh, a guided meditation where we sat down on the beach with that person and they sat across from us and we looked into their eyes and we felt who they were and in doing that we then felt that there was no separation between you and that other person and and then all the fears that were there between you and the other person and the anger and the, and the emotions they were seen through as just presence so this is the most fascinating subject ever. Absolutely fascinating. I'm surprised there's not a thousand podcasts on non-duality because there's so many different things to look at it. But I'll do one. We'll see where that goes. So this presentation on Friday was fun. Um, it, was, it was really good. It was a good time. An odd thing happened on the way back, though. I was driving back from that 
and I felt a about a day or two of, or maybe that evening and the next day, this, it was a, a feeling of just some type of insecurity, um, aloneness that was taking place in me. I don't know what it was, and I had no reason for it. I was driving home, and my, my daughter was going to stay with me for the weekend, and I had a great uh, time up in York. Um, but it was just a loneliness. And I think sometimes with me, I can be out on the road and I'll, I'll leave in the morning and I'm out all day playing all day. And then I go and I have lunch by myself, dinner by myself somewhere, maybe take a nap in the car and then go up to York and then go do this presentation. And then you're driving home by yourself. It's a long time just to be by yourself. And and without any true connections with friends or something, family, and you, you start to feel a little ungrounded in your home. Um, so that, that takes place. Little changes like that will take place. You'll feel ungrounded. And um, when that happens, there wasn't much you can do. I just watched it and said, okay, this is here. And I, I, I worked then to come back. So... Even if you sense presence and you sense beingness and awakening takes place, it's a rich gift. You have to work a little bit. You have to just kind of keep a watch on it and uh, take a look at it. Even though you can still see that, okay, everything is it. Yeah, I see that. But yet there's still a little bit of work that takes place on it. It's, it's still going to take work. It may not be found in the rushing and moving around. So you may have to sit quietly and and look at it. Or when you're rushing and move around, focus your attention on the presence. Oh, it's presence appearing as me moving really quickly through this traffic pattern. So it's a matter of, of watching it at all times. Almost as if you're from another planet and you just landed here. You came down. This is planet Earth and spaceship 12k964 reporting for duty you know like, what are you asking for i'm looking for the presence oh it's everywhere let's show us where it is <laughs> i was about to go into a space show there i didn't so anyway you got the idea that's that's what's really kind of needed so it does take work there are people that just awaken and go it's there it's there it's there it's all the time but uh, again that's kind of like staying up on the mountain you have to come down and integrate it into life and say, let's let's look at this and allow emotions to come through. Because once you're awakened, emotions come through tenfold. Think about it. You're, you're sitting in stillness. And the stillness, it, you're now stopped. So you're going to feel every single ripple that's been out there. And the ripples are going to come to you. When they do, you're now shielded and guarded. You have presence. You have awareness. And when they come to you, you can look at these, these ripples, these emotions, and go, what is this emotion that's here? Okay? And the key is to allow it. Just allow it. Allow it to be there. Allow it to take place. It'll, it'll pass. Nothing stays. It'll pass. And when it does, you just allow it. Is... 
present awareness ever touched. So anyway, a few poems here. Let's go into some poems. Um, this one is Shakespeare. Shakespeare actually has so much non-duality within um, the writings. It, it, you wouldn't think that, but just print out Shakespeare quotes and look at them, and it's fascinating. Back then, they were still going, there it is, there it is, presence. Something beautiful, there it is. So this little poem, um, it, I don't know what the title of it is, but I'll read it to you. Time is very slow for those who wait, and it's very fast for those who are scared. And it's very long for those who lament, and it's very short for those who celebrate. But for those who love, time is eternal. Ah, that's beautiful. For those who love, time is eternal. So what, he, what he's talking about here is if, if you're in character and you're, you're in your mask, your facade, your face, as, as a me, as a Mike, as a Bill or Bob or whatever it is your name is, if you're in that character, you're then separating. There's a separate you trying to get everything done. In which case, you're then measured by time. And time can be very slow for Bob, who's trying to get to the next place. And if he's scared, it can go very fast, too. So that's what he's talking about. If you have that place that you're living from is completely a sense of separate you. And we go back and forth from the separate you to the um, boundless you, the boundless being presence. However... Once you see presence, feel presence, know presence, and declare and know yourself as this, as you move into it, as it dissolves, as you dissolve into it, then the next time you go back into a me, it's seen through. I, I may have said this before. It's, it's like Christmas. It's like what, you, you believe in Santa, and now all of a sudden you find out Santa's not real. And then you go back and you still believe in Santa, but it's more of a illusory Santa. Well, your name and form is the same thing. It's an illusory form. Um, so that means you still go to a dinner party and somebody yells your name or calls your name. You turn and you look and you involve in all of the emotions. And then you see the dance of your presence, the beautiful dance of your presence. So he says, for those who love, time is eternal, meaning there's no time. Love is love is. If I tell you to love yourself right now, you can't. Like, how do you do this? But if I say love is, love is, there it is. So Shakespeare has a beautiful, beautiful little poem here. Now the next one we have is, um, this is Walt Whitman. I like this one here. In this poem he says, um, now, I was reading Walt Whitman a lot this week, and um, this one I was reading as I was in a diner having breakfast, just me and the eggs and the bacon and the tea and, the, uh, and this Walt Whitman book of poems. His poetry is so long, and it goes on and on and on and on, but within it, all of a sudden, boom, some this rich gem will appear. And you go, wow. And then he'll go on and on about, you know, the, the log cutters 
Acts, and I'll go on for a page or two about that. But he was, uh, you know, writing at a time when uh, America was was going from a thought idea to um, a deed to solid. So the, the change is very interesting. So this um, this poem, there's a piece, this is within a poem, and I just wrote these words down. I love these words. He says, the blind sleep and the deaf and dumb sleep. The prisoner sleeps well in the prison. The runaway son sleeps. The murderer that is to be hung the next day, how does he sleep? And the murdered person, how does he sleep? Oh, that's beautiful. So he's talking about sleeping, not the actual act of sleeping. He talks about the mind, how it um, basically can put you into a dream state where you're dreaming and you are sort of asleep. So the blind sleep and the deaf and the dumb sleep. So which means if you're blind to if you're blind to awareness and presence, you're going to sleep. You're going to be in this sleep state where there's a you chasing, 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 trying to get something. Meanwhile, not aware that everything you're trying to get is is what you're looking for. And the deaf and the dumb sleep same way. They're sleeping. Deaf and dumb are still going, 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 trying to get something that's already there. They're trying to capture something that's already there. They're space trying to capture space. They are a puddle of water upon the ocean, trying to capture the ocean. The prisoner sleeps well in the, in the prison. The runaway son sleeps. Um, so they, they're all asleep, very asleep. And then he says, the murderer that is to be hung the next day, how does he sleep? So now you're in the this person who's the murderer, I look at this and think, okay, so if you know you're about to die the next day, perhaps that night before you start waking up, you know, thinking, okay, well, what's what's really going to die here? Is anything going to die? And is, was anything ever born? And then he goes right to the murdered person. How does he sleep? The murdered person is fully awake, absolutely awake. There is no death. The murdered person is completely awake. The dream of the, the individual and the self and the story is all gone. It's been flushed. What is there? Shining brightly. So in death, they have the eggshell cracks open and just opens up to what's been there the whole time. Beautiful. Just thrown into one of his poems. Like, oh, let's just throw this in there. <laughs> I don't know. Beautiful writing. And the last poem we're going to do is Rumi. Uh, Rumi poems are just amazing. This one's a short one. This one is about allowing everything to be as it is. Right now, no matter what is happening in your life, what's taking place, allow it. Imagine that your life is a record and, and all of this stuff, everything that's happening around you in life is what's been laid onto the vinyl. It's part of the song. The bass, the drums, the guitar, it's all part of the song. And it's going to play, and it's all vinyl. It's all moving all the time. It doesn't matter what happens. No matter what comes and goes, this canvas that it lands on, the vinyl that it lands on, is never really touched. It doesn't matter what kind of sour notes come flying out of that needle. The vinyl is never affected. The vinyl just plays what it does. 
I've been listening to a lot of records lately, so I've got that on my mind. Um, yes. I was listening to um, Alice Cooper, the Killers album, um, just before I started this. And, uh, man, he did not care at all what people thought. Oh, he didn't care at all. He just put all kinds of long songs. And he's got one song is. It just sounds, I thought the record was skipping, and it wasn't. It was just this, this lead going on and 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 on. He's putting little stuff over top of it. It's just so you know the record's not skipping, I guess. I don't know. It was phenomenal. None of it made ever made record airplay or radio play. I guarantee it did, unless it was on the FM stations long ago. But it was beautiful music. I'd love to see him do a concert on some of those things, some of those old songs again. But, um... So, back to Rumi. Sorry, I, I tend to drift a little bit here. So, Rumi. Here's the Rumi poem. What comes, let it come. Whatever stays, let it stay. Whatever goes, let it go. That's the poem. So, what comes, let it come. Whatever stays, let it stay. Whatever goes, let it go. So, if you sit as presence... You're feeling the boundless, endless you as everything. So something comes along. Is it touching the presence? The fragrance might be seeping in, but it's not really ever touching it. And what stays, you allow that to stay. It's going to come. It's going to go. The mind's going to move on whoever's doing that. And whatever goes, you let it go. Because there's no loss. Because nothing can ever really go. Nothing can go. Take a moment now and think of your, your children or, or someone who's not next to you. You can still feel and sense them. You sense them deeper now as if they were actually in front of you. When you're in front of you, you're distracted by all the things that they're doing. But you feel a deep love when they're not there. Beautiful poetry there with Rumi. Love it. So we have um, a couple of questions that came in too. So let's go into these questions as I um, take a look at these. These, um, this is a friend of mine who is up in Ohio. She writes in a few questions. So if, if you're listening to the show and you have questions, get them to me. Uh, I'm looking for more dialogue and discussion to talk about. And even if your question is, hey, I don't understand what you're talking about. Or your question is, this is complete bullshit. <laughs> or, or your question is, hey, play your guitar more. I don't know. <laughs> Let me know. And I'll, um, I'll pass them along. Um, I guess you would get the questions to me. I think there's a comment section underneath the blog. You can just put them on there. Um, or I'll have to load my web page on there so then you can get it to me by the web page. I'll put the web page on the, on the blog so you can... Um, get get them to me that way as well. So, she has a couple of really fun, deep questions. Here's her first question. In your present state of awareness, do you find it can be a little disappointing at times when you can easily see through deception? Or do you find that you look at things, people in situations without any expectations? 
Okay, um, seeing through deception. So I guess she's run into some people that are kind of odd. Some people on the bad side of the tracks. Woo, yeah. Oh, yeah, we've run into those folks. I've met some people that, I don't know, you can just feel through your bones. You're like, wow, how do you just go through life without getting killed? You just wonder about them, like, look at you. Man, I don't know if I should bow to those people or just, I don't know. And there's some that just have just really, um, really, they really uh, are just some rotten people. You can tell they lie about everything. Uh, so her question is, um, do you find it can be a little disappointing at times? Disappointing is disappointing is is if there if there's a you that's trying to hold up and make the world right so that everyone acts accordingly to a story the way they should act, the way it should be, then there's disappointment there. In which case, the entire world is disappointing. Yeah, there's something like 100,000 people a day that die of starvation. That, that die because they don't have any food. There's no damn food. Somebody's standing there eating a cheeseburger going, no, you can't have this. And that person walks away and dies that night. Oh my God. I mean, so that's the human race for you. Um, this is what, this is what happens. This is what goes on. People are, that's where they're, they're that lost in their own story and that's selfish that that's what they'll do. And it's, it's almost, it's almost, you have to look at it almost like it's a mental disease this disease of truly believing that there's just this self that has to protect itself and that the universe is not going to hold up anything and provide it. Okay, so disappointment comes from, it's going to come from that place. Yeah, I would get disappointed if, there was a, if there's Mike there and somebody is not acting a certain way. I have those emotions. I see people act. Like the other day when that guy drove around me in the car just to get in front of me and he gave me the finger. I was, I was not happy with that. That hurt. Uh, part of me wanted to get out and pull him out of the car and scream at him and slap him in the face, punch him. That's what we want to do. But um, the other part of me looks at this and goes, eh, you know what? His whole life is, is really that. You know, you have to look at that and say, that's, that's the vibration of that person. This gentleman had bumper stickers on the back of his truck that said back off. He had um, skulls and fire things all over his bumpers and everything. And he was just, his whole life was really just nothing but um, anger protecting, protecting, protecting this separate self. That's all it was. So he would, he would love a moment to have me stop and get out and talk to him. He would love that. He'd look for it because it's more of an opportunity to really prove and fight one more time. So, so do I look at things without any expectations? Um, without, do I look at things? Hang, let me read this again. Sometimes I can't read. Do you find that you look at things, people, and situations without any expectations? I don't know how to answer that. I guess there's times I have expectations 
for meetings with people. I'm going to have lunch with my friend Karen. I expect her to kind of be there. She said she'd be there. Um, but am I touched or changed if she doesn't show up? No. Am I upset? Yeah, an energy comes through that says I'm upset, so I'll be upset because I wanted to see her and hang out with her. So she writes, I'm having trouble with feeling disappointment in people that I've known for many years because I'm seeing them more clearly. Okay. Um, it seems so obvious to me now that uh, they are full of shit. <laughs> However, with various life situations, I'm going in without any expectations and have been pleasantly surprised at how freeing this is. Okay, this brings up a huge point. Um, da -da -da, huge point here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, here's the huge point. When And this happens through life in any moment. When you open up to awakening your life will change the people that you're normally with you're in a different vibration I don't know how else to say it you're in a different vibration they will not really be as interested in you anymore as they were once you will not be interested in them anymore so for instance let's say and let's just look at this extreme case let's say that that, that she was out hanging out with these friends and she used to go out with them on Friday nights and she'd dance and she'd drink beer and get all wild and crazy and, and, and do all kinds of wild stuff. And now she's slowly starting to open up and see a beautiful presence. So now she finds herself on Friday night saying, you know what, I, I kind of want to stay home with maybe just me and maybe a glass of wine and, and dig into some of this roomy poetry. Her vibrations changed. So now these people, uh, her old friends are going to be, why don't you come out with us? Why don't you be with us? Come on, girl, we're going to go dancing. So, <laughs> and she's not interested. The vibration has changed. She'll lose the friendships. That'll happen. But it's no loss because no one ever leaves. Just you're in a different vibration. Things they're going to be doing are different. It's just, it's just a change. Um, but watch that. Watch that. You declare yourself to be presence go into presence boundlessness beauty and start seeing that a couple things will happen the world will start really supplying you in beautiful ways things that are of that vibration and things that are not of that vibration will disappear uh, they will just suddenly not be there and I mean things like jobs families marriages I'm not saying your marriage is going to get lost I'm saying you can work in a way to uh, incorporate it into your existing but if the vibration of that is not the same anymore, it'll change. And you have no control over it. You never had. You never did. But it'll just shift. It'll just change. So you can't be disappointed in what is happening. It's just what's happening. You can't be disappointed. You have to look at it and say, from the place of presence of being, all that's happening is happening in, into itself. The screen is becoming everything. And, and whatever happens is never touching the screen. I hope that makes sense. Now, th this does not mean that, oh, okay, I don't want to lose certain things in my life and people, so therefore I'm not going to go into this. Yeah, good. Try that. Just try that. Try not going into it. Now that your mind has seen it, try it. Good luck with that. 
You won't. Once your mind sees this, it's going to keep going and going. It's going to say, I want more of that. The mind loves this. Loves this. It gives them a respite. It gives it a respite. And then the mind expands and says, oh, it's clearness and thoughts become clearer and less thinking. And uh, it's just beautiful. So I hope I answered this question. Um, there's another question. The other question is, do you have any experiences or knowledge you can share about past lives and past life regressions? No, I don't. I don't know what happens, whether we have been here, whether we have are going to a different place, whether I was, you know, a, uh, um, a roller derby queen in my last life. I'm thinking I was. I don't know. Because I was fascinated by roller derby. Until I had a friend of mine go and sign up for it. And he told me that when he got out there that there was only two teams and they just had eight different shirts. <laughs> Boy, that's not, that's not exciting. Um, I do, I can tell you, this is what I feel. And this, this doesn't mean I have the answers. But if you think about it logically, presence never changes. Yet, the appearance that lands upon it will change. For instance, uh, the sky always is. Space always is. But clouds come and go. So a cloud will be... The sky will be one cloud. The sky will actually be a cloud. There's a, there's a cloud in the sky, but then also the sky is in the cloud. And then the cloud will fade. Open up to nothing become everything, become the sky again, and then a new cloud will form. So look at nature for all of your answers. It'll always tell you. So then, if there is life after life after life, presence is what's always there. There is no death at all. Hands down. I do feel that strongly, know that strongly, felt that strongly in many, many cases. I'm not going to go into that now, but this here. What is here now? What What is here? This doesn't die. This can't die. Since this can't die, then this can't be born. Since this can't die or be born, then this always is. So past life, regressions and past life and who you were in the last past life, those are individual characters. And we've never, if you can't even find your character now, find where, where is Mike right now? Where is Sally right now? Find out where, where are they? Look deeply to see if Sally exists. Look deeply to see if this you that you know yourself to be exists. If you can't find that now, in this life, then how the hell could it have been in another life? That's a felt response there. That's all I can tell you. It's quite beautiful. So, I'll do an ending song for you. I don't think I'm allowed to play other people's music on this thing or they get pissed off. Copyright rules or something, right? Which doesn't make sense because if I was an artist and somebody said, I want to play your song, I'd say, go, play it as much as you want. And I don't care if you make any money off of it. Money will come along again for anybody who needs it. I don't know. I'll finish this little song I was playing this when I, not this morning, but earlier. <laughs> so it went like this. 
I think my next show I'll do this song. Alright folks, thanks for chiming in. Um, look on the podcasts. That's where I load this. It's called podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S dot com. That's where I load this. I'll try to put my email on there, or at least my website. I'll put my website on there, and on there you have a way of contacting me. You can send me questions, and uh, that'll do. Thanks for listening, and uh, I'll talk to you all later. Take care. Goodbye.